Welcome to this Centrum podcast. For more podcasts or to join Centrum programs building creativity in community, visit us at centrum.org. I'm Michelle Haygood, and this is On Air, a podcast focusing on conversations with artists and creatives from Centrum's residency community. I am broadcasting to you from the lands and waters of the Coast Salish people in a place known as Katai to the Sklalem people and today known as Port Townsend, Washington. This podcast is focused on bringing artists together in community to explore the ways that place, process, and the personal intersect. We dive into the many ways that artists are responding to the current times, affecting change, and finding sustenance during health, climate, and social crisis. Join us and take an hour to be in residence and unpack your own relationships to creativity, time, and place. Thank you for being here and enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to On Air. I'm Michelle Haygood, and I'm joined today again by Sapri Kalong. And we are on our second part of our series with conversations with artists from Centrum's Emerging Artists Residency Program and pairings that were curated by Sapri. And we're going to just um, talk a little bit about what you all are in for today. So I thought this was a really wonderful conversation. And hello, Sapreet. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I I love this conversation. There was a conversation between Leon Finley and Daniel Coca. Um, and I actually am familiar more with Leon's practice um, because Surface had curated a show of Leon's work at the Alice when I was there. Um, and didn't super know Daniel's work. Um, But it's really interesting seeing sort of the parallels that exist in their work. And they touch on this in the interview, that they're both from very different cultures. Leon is born and raised in Seattle. Daniel is, I think, born and raised in Ecuador. And, um, but then there are so many parallels in their work, I think, speaking to queerness, speaking to sort of different contexts for their body and art, and really working with performance. It was really interesting and yeah, when we like logged on, like seeing that they were wearing like basically the same outfit <laughs> was like really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were so many great parallels, you know. Yeah, Daniel, I believe he said he's born in he was born in New Jersey but raised in Ecuador. And so he's gone back and forth and is now between Portland and Ecuador. And I thought the parallels in the ways they both were exploring performance as well as the transitions they'd made into drawing mm-hmm. and the synergies they both had around ways that they thought about both drawing and performance in as potentials for healing forces. And, and it was, you know, as I think we've been seeing in a lot of these conversations, everybody continues to sort of wrestle with this question of what to call things and how to sort of position their work within the larger art context. And I felt like it was really interesting to hear the ways they both were really taking on 
their practices for their personal kind of healing and needs, you know, in this time in particular. Yeah. And like contending with that idea that I think a lot of us are of like, what does it mean to make art right now? What is the purpose of art right now? And even what you were saying before we started recording of like, what's the purpose of editing this podcast? I feel like even if you're not an artist, it's so relatable. And I, I, I hope that we can carry that question even after this pandemic is more normalized. I don't think it'll be over, but when it's more normalized, I hope we carry that question of like, what am I doing? And like, why? And who is it impacting? And what good am I creating? I hope we carry that with us. That's like a long-term framework. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I thought that, you know, that question, I feel like automatically brings up some interesting conversations they also had about educational background and the sort of unlearning and undoing of institutional ideas and elitism within the art world that they both have kind of been unpacking in their own ways. I feel like that I've been hearing a lot of that during this time. Well, Thank you all again for taking the time to basically eavesdrop on these conversations where the artists get to, in this case, they're meeting each other for the first time and have been learning about each other's work for the first time. So enjoy being sort of in the room with them as they get to know each other. And thank you for listening. And we will be back with another conversation in a little while. Yeah, so thanks again, Safri. Yeah, thank you, so. Hi, Daniel. Hi. <laughs> I'm a little bit like, kind of like nervous or whatever. So oh yeah, me too. I was strange to meet on the computer, but I'm glad we're wearing matching outfits and we're both in our parents' houses. That feels like an immediate, like it was meant to be. Right. We also like kind of like matching the colors, like like the palettes, you know, it's like blue and like warm in the back. It's like the same, like, like I know it's, yeah. it's kind of like interesting. So, uh, well, my name is Daniel. I'm Daniel Coca and I'm 29 years old. And I was like born in Jersey, but raised half of my life in New Jersey and also in Ecuador. So basically how, like all my life I have been like traveling, like in between, like traveling around. Mm. And my parents are from Ecuador. Both of them are uh, from Cuenca, Ecuador. But yeah, I have been working like in art for probably like 10 years, all my life, I guess, like drawing and painting and like basically, you know, working from diaries and film and stuff like that. Cause I went to film school first and then I went to art, like to art school here in Ecuador. So I guess it's just being like a way to find myself and also like to realize to have my own voice in a kind of way mm-hmm. and and also like a find of identity which in a kind of way it's real, super like intense when you are growing up like in between you know mm-hmm. you're not even, you're not even like from there or from here mm-hmm. so i guess it's just like um like a knowledge of process and mm-hmm. so i guess creativity and art has been like a way to find those ways i don't know yeah that's that all resonates i you know i so I'm Leon Finley, and I mm-hmm. um, I was born in Seattle, which is where I am right now. And I I'm 33 years old. I started making art probably like 
I think I started making like really being like really loving art and knowing I wanted to make art when I was pretty little, like when I was like a child. And I think it was mainly because it was like the only thing I felt good at. And I just was like, oh, this is amazing. And I don't know, I I feel like my work has taken a really interesting like trajectory where for me it was like I did a lot I was like really in like when I was in art school like very much like oh I'm gonna be like a professional artist that's my I'm gonna be like in the art world and then Mm -hmm. something has shifted over the and I would love to talk to you about this because I think there's a lot of things in your work that I was excited about like this question around like what the role of art is because I feel like I've been in this place now of like wanting to like make work almost like in a more personal way, like for my friends and my community and like as a form of like healing or ritual or like help, like doing something. I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about like, why am I an artist? What's my role? Who's, who am I making art for? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where, where I am at in this very moment of just like, right. I don't know. I'm so curious to see what your ex- thoughts are about that. Like, I've just been like, especially during this time, like there's so many, yes. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is, sorry, I probably shouldn't swear. But like, you know, I feel like I definitely had a little bit of a crisis at the beginning of COVID. And then after George Floyd was murdered, just kind of in this place of like, okay, what is my, what is art's role? What is my role as an artist? How does it work? I've just been thinking about that so much. Right. Well, I guess, I have had like that same question recently. And I guess it's because just the fact where, how miserable the world has become like lately, mm-hmm. I guess. And <laughs> like, I know, I, and there's also like so much information like on, in, like on the internet and also like, it's kind of like where the situation of, I guess, people who make art or whatever, it's just in a limbo, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. like in this part where you cannot even like define yourself and also, mm-hmm. because you you actually, and that's what I actually have had like thought like recently and for a couple of months, I guess. And just the whole thing that I don't wanna be like part of like the whole, you know, some dairy institution that just like is pushing me to make stuff that I don't wanna make or be mm-hmm. part of it, especially like, um, I don't know what kind of like things you're still teaching in school and the whole fact of just like art school in a kind of way defines you as a professional artist just because you are having like a kind of like information but the information where it comes from it's especially from a colonization uh, like uh, like studies you know how it's like school in a way and it it makes you like feel like oh you have like this history of art and this is like you should be like studying and i don't know like talking about like uh, south america or ecuador in my in my like view it's interesting how like a lot of schools teaching about like let's say like um views from latin america in contemporary art and it's like and it's like great i love that topic but definitely when you start like thinking about that it's like i want to be part of this like is this like real what am i like supposed to do it's just like it's just this person who's constantly like asking themselves and like making art just because we actually want to make it and it's just something that it's there and you if you don't do it you don't feel right or you're not feel like grounded or whatever but then you have like this whole institution that is pushing you and trying to like exercise you or make you like feel that you have to be represented by I don't know by something like a paper or if you're working here you are more professional or if you're doing these you're more like 
trendy or yeah and i guess and i guess this whole thesis this whole covid situation has like make us think like where is art or actually how can be developed like i don't know it's super interesting and like super intense the whole you know relationships that we are having now and how mm -hmm. like relationships are managed in the, this whole like internet situation that you can start like writing or talking or whatever but we don't have anything more than that you know what i mean like everything mm -hmm. relationship has just become something that it's made by internet or technology that it's just in front of us but it makes us like feel more lonely in a kind of way mm -hmm. i love what you said about us being in like a liminals or like in between state that like we've it's like something has become suspended and i think it's kind of an exciting moment for artists to like reflect and be like how do we do what we do and what is important and like i feel like in a weird way i mean i i totally agree with the like you know the way that education is like this you know capitalist colonialist like thing like the art education i feel like i had to like recover from art school like yeah, i had to like spend yeah, like definitely. five years being like okay i'm gonna undo all the shit that was told to me all the things that were like um attached to me and you know uh, and have to like come back to myself and connect with myself and it's interesting, like I, when, when COVID first started, I was like, I just like didn't go to my studio for, for this, for like three months. I was just in a place of like, yeah, suspension of like what, you know, Ooh. and then, and I love what you said about just like this being, I don't know if this is exactly what you said, but just kind of like being in a time of, of like quiet and being like, I don't have to make as much right now. I can kind of like step back and ask, at least for me, I'm like, asking myself like how does art look and like what's happened for me is that like I've just started making art as as like healing and just thinking of it as like okay how can art like be helpful to someone in a very very direct and practical way almost also I, and this is the thing about like the idea that comes from art school about like wanting to be like have an audience and like have a wide audience. I'm just like, oh, what if my audience is literally just like the people that I know or like the people yeah. in my neighborhood or like the people in my family? Like, why does it have to be this idea? It's like, where does that come from? That I, that is a really unhelpful idea to me to be like the audience and like who is listening like i'm i just want to make art you know for yeah i don't know it's it's funny um i have one of my closest friends here in ecuador she's a photographer and she's been like working like probably like 10 years in photography and she's funny because she's all the time like asking me like recently if if she's going to be like uh like famous or be like the fact that she calls herself famous was the whole thing that somebody's gonna pay for her art or mm. I don't know any gallery is going to like invest money to for her you know what I mean and then we were talking next to another friend who went to philosophy school and she was laughing in, in our faces just telling us that why are we complaining about the whole thing that are we gonna not or are we gonna be like famous in the whole thing that the, or, the world is gonna it's gonna become like an end super soon. So I guess it's it's kind of like, I guess it's super ironic and also like super funny in a kind of way to be still thinking like, what am I doing this? Or what am I like making art for? When in this situation, when bef when when actually before you went to school or, our, or we went to school, it's like people 
just make art because they want to make it and not just because because they want like to have a like an audience or have something that it could be like a like a feedback but art is super like um a state of mind and also a completely like process of knowledge and i guess mm. i don't know what i saw from your stuff I, I guess it's like super interesting how we are like super we come from two different cultures and we have like living far away apart. We have never known each other. But the whole fact that both of us were started like making art in a kind of way for healing and also like knowing each, mm-hmm. like ourselves. And yes, I don't know, it's, it's because we have the privilege, both of us, to knew and how to use that energy to make that like work, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and go to school and have like these things totally. like, yeah, but people don't even know how to use that. So the whole fact for us, and going back to the conversation, like to the question that you were asking before, like, oh, like, um, I don't know how arts, how anyone or how the audience can accept these or knew how to be. I guess it's like how to let them know or like not teach them. It's just like let them know how our process has been like to 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 knew each other. You know what I mean? Or like to knew like our individually parts and in a kind of way like to use art and creativity to represent those kind of like feelings or emotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Um, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. I also felt like when I was looking at your work, I was like, oh, we have so many like this, this, there's this line that I think is really interesting. And I like, I if I'm understanding what you're saying also about this idea of like, how do you allow an audience to, or the people that you're making the work for, know what it is, like what it is that's happening? Uh, I feel like this is an interesting, and I wanted to ask you about this with the work that you make that's really like a ritual, a public ritual. How do you let the people know, like this is like a space that is safe or open for a different kind of experience, and it doesn't have to be like an art experience, or it doesn't have to be what they think an art experience is, it can be a different kind of experience. And like, I'm always interested, like, even the whistle at the wall piece for me is, it's not, um, it's not theoretical, it's like literal. It's like, I'm literally doing the thing, I'm trying to really do something actual, like I'm trying to actually merge with the wall, or like actually, and the thing is, is that I'm like, everything really is just like all these molecules. I mean, I don't know, for me, like my spirituality and like the way that I understand the world is so much a part of the work. And like, sometimes I think it's really interesting because we're used to thinking of art as metaphor, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this to my body. And it's like an idea. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of interested in like, no, it's not an idea. I'm like, actually doing it. That piece, the whistling piece for me is so intense. Like after I'm done with that, I'm like totally wrecked. I have to leave right away. (laughs) Like It's like, it takes everything out of me to do that piece because it's real. It's one of the reasons that I love performance. You were saying that how how I get involved with people in the performance, like and how the, like I let them like have, like have this experience with me in a kind of way? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends where my body is. So especially like it depends if you're in an institution working for any piece, people we all have in a kind of way like a pre-built image of the process or whatever, or people will know like you are actually working in this like process of art or whatever. But I guess it's more challenge for me when I go to the streets and I work with people who actually don't know what am I doing. Mm-hmm. So I had like experience like people believe that I'm like going crazy or especially I guess it's also like 
uh, there's one there's there's this piece where I'm like um, slapping my my back with yeah. uh, with a belt, and there's people who is actually like telling like the people who is like filming and recording the whole process, telling them that I should stop or I'm like going crazy or blah blah. blah. But I guess I don't care what actually they're believing in that situation. It's also like how they're assuming that process to be violence when they're because it's really interesting when you saw like there's this old guy who is in the video and he's actually like telling through the camera that i should stop and he's believing that i'm receiving someone's punish Mm. so it's i guess like the question there it's really interesting like to uh, understand that he's saying or he's thinking that he's right that someone is punished me instead of punish myself so i guess it's kind of like a view of like moralistic in a kind of way through through power of body or through power of uh, like in a kind of way of um, power of relationships in a kind of way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he believes if someone is punished me, it's better that I punish myself. So going back to this thing that I don't care in a kind of way, how are they assuming the, the peace in that situation, but how they are reacting. It's my, it's my, my idea. And I guess it depends where, uh, where am I performing and also what audience I'm, I'm like talking to. I guess it's kind of like interesting, like to, I don't know, connect these things that we're talking when you have these, when I say I love you, this piece. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know these artists, um, Abel Ascona, where uh-uh. he's from. Okay, he's from Spain and he's ha- he has this piece that is really cute that he goes into the museum, the, the gallery and he start kissing everyone, um, <laughs> like everyone, everyone, everyone. It's just like he start kissing everyone. So I guess it's comparing to to your piece that it's called "When I Say I Love You." In this case, you're you are uh, using your body with this other person. But what would it happen if you are inviting so like a lot of people to come and interact with you? Yeah. Um, and okay, that's that's one of the first things that I'm telling. And then the second thing, what would it happen if you will ask? A lot of people come, come to come and inter and 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 work like play with you in this piece, but they are only males, or they only like are or or you are using the same piece like in a I don't know in a in a queer community. Right. I guess the piece can be like more interactive and have way more like questions when you're like using in different terms of a space and I guess space right. and time and space and body. A space, right. a space and like conversation, I guess is also, and I guess it's the same thing that you're using when you are using in the same, in this piece that it's called, when I say I love you, and also whistling at the wall, uh, the same topic or the same question came to me was like where or how the body can be, um, can be using in space and time. Yeah, I, it's funny. Like, I think that I did a lot of work that was more, in relation to other people. So, well, t- a couple of things come up. One is like, I think one thing that I think about a lot as a artist and in general is the idea of consent and like who is making sure that people feel that their bodies are safe and that they can choose to participate or not. So that's something that I, I think about. I don't, anyways, I think I I just think about that. And so I think I do, I used to really be excited about this idea of like making people feel really uncomfortable. And that is something that I've been less oriented towards in the last couple of years. But I feel like it's such an interesting question. It's been such a long time since I made that piece 
when I say I love you and I'm thinking, okay, what would, because Christian and I did that work, Christian Diaz, who I made that work with, we, we did that, a similar piece. We did a lot of projects in that body of work where we were, that were really about love between us, but then we would kind of. You guys were dating? No, oh. no, just friends. He's like my brother. We've been, we're like, We've been well, kind of um, well, just wondering since like yeah, yeah, no, I think it's a good question because I think it is. There's a lot of intimacy in those mm-hmm. pieces. They're very much about love and about connection, and really, also a lot of that work was about the the failure of understanding one another and sort of the distance that exists between two people. So I, it's interesting. Like when I was in school, I made a lot of work that was with other people, like where I would like facilitate experiences with a bunch of people's bodies, and I did a lot of work with um, like creating like events where I would give people like instructions, and then people would like enact the instructions, and then I became sort of less interested in that because I started to feel like people were like not feeling safe or like they felt somehow and that's a question for me and I and I'm curious what you think about that like I feel like in my work recently like especially with what's going on in the world it's like I really I want people to have experiences that are like personally meaningful for them where they're like growing and opening up as a person and and being I mean this is like a big dream like I don't know yeah how would you do that it's like (laughs) right I don't know if that ever happened but that's like why like I'm like that just goes heavier towards your hands I mean like that's not your responsibility you know what I mean Hmm. I mean whoever can feel whatever they want when they're seeing your piece that's their own totally It's like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, how can you just like have that? I guess that's that's super like that's too much to ask for yourself, like you know what I mean? And that's like pushing yourself. Like, if you're thinking about like take care of yourself, like first take care of yourself instead of like thinking that you have the you have the I don't know the obligations to do those things. That's that's, oh, totally. that's the audience, I guess, like, um, because how, how can you just like, I don't know, if I show you these and I tell you this is my piece and this piece like have like all my feelings that I'm going through right now and I'm showing to you and you're like, I don't get it. And oh, it's like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? But that's like, that's not, like, that's not my business if you don't get it, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, totally. I think you're totally, I, I totally agree that like, it's not my role at all to decide what someone's experience is and like what what I want their experience to be. But I think that question of honesty is like something I think about a lot, like how to make work out of a really like honest, a place that is really true. That's like from my heart, from my, from my, mm-hmm. and that was like, a, I think that was a journey. That's what you were looking for in your, your, in your pieces? That's what I like for now, like what I'm doing in the last, like, I would say two years is very personal and very much just coming out of my own experiences. And like, like, I'm really coming, I'm really, I feel like for, for the years that I was in school and the years after I was in school, I was, I was tied to this idea of like the work had to be about something and be like proposing an idea or a concept. And I ended up starting to feel like, I want to just make the things that I am interested in thinking about. And so I started shifting, I would say, 
around the time actually that I was at Centrum, the year before that and the, my, my residency at Centrum, so much of the work just started to become about like my own life as a spiritual, per- like as my own, like my own experience of my body, my own experience of nature, my own experience of other people, like very much coming out of like a felt lived experience. And so that question of honesty, it's like, I think the work started to be more for me and what I'm interested in now is really making work out of that place of here's what I know, know for myself today. Here's what I want to say. Like, it's not about like, it's not about like a big proposal or like a big thing. It's just like literally being like, oh, I have this experience and I'm going to make something that's about that experience. And if you don't have a relationship to that, that is totally fine. I guess it's also like to, have these micro narratives and in a kind of way super interesting i guess trying to be like against the patriarchal history has been how has been taught and show to the world and how we understand guys especially Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like how guys we are like raised and treat in the kind of way in in this world is that you actually have to be the hero you know what i mean and you have to have like this huge idea of like oh, and to the hero happened this and blah, blah, blah. And then like the story becomes magical and powerful. And it's like, that's bullshit. I mean, like we all are like, and I guess it's, that's what it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's, it happens to me like the same thing when you get out from school. I was like super obsessively like trying to work in, in like smart things. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like the smart things are like I guess it's like trying to invest your time in these huge words or meaningful words that now theory and also like anthropology or history or all these like theory, like theoretical things are yeah. given up to the people. I was like trying to enforce myself to like have like these complicated writing skills or whatever, like and pushing myself to talk about like complicated things where things were like there, you know what I mean? I was living through my body situations that people trying to like make a theory or like a concept about it yeah and and i guess and i guess that's what it happens when you are like like rethinking or whatever like your process and at the end it's like a lot of people still asking me like why are you like still doing performance because like a lot of people like still don't understand i guess sometimes my process and it's like why are you wearing like a quinceanera dress in the market and like a lot of people like I guess from art institutions or friends or neighborhoods or whatever who were there and know me and know my process of like knowing myself and like empowering my th- my 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 body and myself and in my process of life in a kind of way understand. But there's other people who don't understand and they're still asking me like why like a lot of people is like why are you making these art? I guess it's like just a whole thing that you definitely want to still having like your own voice and your own mm-hmm. back to still recovering like ideas or thoughts or process of i i guess it makes me feel how monarchy has been like for years still i mean how monarchy is still um saving their own memories or their own thoughts you know what i mean like back in the days people used to like send to artists or painters or photographers to paint them or i don't know like uh, just record that the process of life or, or these people mm-hmm. and in a kind of way they make their own narratives so right. I, I guess in a kind of way it's worth it for people who are queer or who are wherever they want to be or 
like to have their own narratives and to have like their own voice and make their own that kind of way um photography album you know what i mean totally totally like coming from ecuador where in a kind of way i guess it's uh American white colonial still having the, that that thing, but it's super complicated. Like we don't have like a, comparing to Europe or com comparing to US, we don't have like a, a national album, like photography album or memory. And right. like if you like if you start, I don't, I don't know. Like when I went to Portland like two years ago, I was like in there and I was um, I found like so much information about the like, queer community and. These guys, like they have like in town, they have like the the queer the queer center, or they have like libraries and magazines and books. Even like it's funny, even like they have like these anal like book for sh like for washing yourself or whatever. Like you know, like basic things. Like yeah, like here in Ecuador, we don't have like a queer like a statement or archive or memories or. Right. And I guess it's like worth it for us in this situation where we are in this limbo where people is like, cause I guess generation who are younger than us, they are more openly and they definitely have like other issues that we have now, but I guess that we have us, I mean like that we have it, <clears throat> like our generation, like, you know, people from the nineties or earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it's worth it to still like drawing or painting or making these exercise every day of creativity, no matter what other people understand you or if it's worth it or it's gonna make you famous or whatever, you still having your own voice and what else are you gonna do? I mean, like, mm. I don't know, I don't know what else I'm gonna, am I going to do? Like, I don't have any really? other skills. I know how to cook, but I will never open a restaurant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm super like lame, like serving to people. And I guess it's like, I, this is the skills that I have, like drawing or painting or whatever, or making art or performance or my my ritual things. I don't know. When did you start like knowledge uh, or notice that you actually use, you can use art as a psychological metaphor or healing or something like that? Oh, um, that's such a good question. Um, God, I think I've been working, I think I think for since the beginning of me ma really making art when I was a teenager, I think that's what I was trying to do. Like, I think I was trying to create a space of like connection and like love and like experiences of people in their own bodies and my own body. I, I think what happened is again, this idea of like, I think coming into art school um, as an 18 year old, and having my first encounters with like very much like the theory of white male institutional frameworks, I, I I think what happened for me, it was such an interesting thing, which I'm just, let me see if I can articulate it very well. But like, I think coming into art school, you know, it was before I transitioned, I was like this young queer female presenting person and I really, really wanted to like prove myself to that system. Like I wanted to be like, I can play this game. I can have these conversations. I can be a part of this thing. And I like really gave myself over to, like I loved all of the theory and I read a lot and I did that whole thing. And then I think I got really, really far away from what you're just describing of like, I can't remember how you just said it, like the healing or the uh, uh, psychological healing or um, psychomagical. Psychomagical. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's actually, actually 
that realization has really that real like really conscious thing of like I am making this to be in myself to connect with myself to connect with other realms to connect with other people like this is a real thing that I'm doing in reality that's actually doing something I think that in my work has only really been done in a in a conscious and confident way I would say for like the last three or four years where I've really been in a place of like yeah that's what I'm doing and I'm like not I don't feel like I have to defend myself or like make it fit into a theoretical art theory framework. And someone else might be able to do that if they ever wanted to talk about my work in that way. I have no idea what they would say, but it's not my interest right now. What do you, what about you? How has your, like, do you think about your work in that same way? Like as a psychomagical thing or a, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm still having these issues. I guess it's been like more like thinking constantly, like recently because of the COVID and having like just asking myself, like, what am I supposed to be doing in art or whatever? But I guess I start, I start like healing in a kind of way through art. Well, when I first, I, I, I was like in a kind of way trying to find myself or I don't know what was going to the, like, I was like finished high school. And I was trying to like see if I can go back to US or like came here because I went like just for see I came just for senior year here in Ecuador. So in a kind of way, I was like trying to look for my identity and like empowering myself and like coming out with my parents and like so I went to film school and I had like so many options. And I was like definitely like having these things that I like wanted to work like with more in a kind of way of. Uh, form through video but uh, like I have like many friends that were like more involved with the script or like trying to make like more narrative complex like less complex you know I was trying to more like work with uh, I guess like more graphics and more like um, experimental way to show like narratives through film but then I went to art school and I definitely never knew about psychomagical things and like that's what I was talking about there's this um, you probably know Khodorovsky who is, um, well, you should look it up, you will like it. And there's this movie that it's called The Holy Mountain. You will love it. Amazing. Um, so there's this guy who is, he's an artist, he's kind of old now, but that's where I actually found out that he used per performance and he's a filmmaker and also like a tarot, tarotist. And he's from Chile, this guy. And I start went to like philosophy like classes and like taking like a lot of like anthropological and, and history of art and blah blah. You know, the theoretical like subjects. And that's when I actually started like to knowledge that my art or my process of like, I don't know, creativity was in a kind of way like a process of healing and also like mm. something that I was like com completely like unconsciously like asking who I am, what is my identity. Mm. Like yeah. thoughts that it was like there, but in actually like real life, they were like, they're not like allowed to think like super clearly because people like, it's kind of interesting, like society or, or institution or whatever, just push you like to make things without like having this knowledge, you know what I mean? It's like, or if you're asking your yourself too much, you can also like, uh, if, I don't know, if you're, in my case, if you're Latino, people will think that you're folk folklorizing yourself or fetishizing yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess it's also like a thing that I have been like 
for several years trying to like not use myself to fetishize me like because it's like oh i don't want to like look through this like brown latino queer uh, person who lives like in ecuador and go to portland and go back back and forward and people believe that in a kind of way you have like these oh you have like this magical thing of the true world it's like <laughs> you know what i mean so it, i guess i guess it's also like when we're talking like to be conscious about like this process of art in my case like uh, through ritual or stuff like that it's like i ecuador it's super ritualistic like latin america is super ritualistic and it's not the fact that i'm i don't want to be like this kind of artist who's saying that he's inventing like performance because I'm not, or is inventing this process of knowledge or healing when it's something that it's been like forever, like in in, in my culture. Totally. Like I remember when I was like a kid and I was like six years old, I went to live with my grandma. And she has this thing that every Saturday she went, she she used to go to the market and buy like a chicken. And then like cut it off the chicken, like heal the chicken and use the blood to put it in her face and stay with the blood in her face for like an hour. Mm. And it's it's like, you know, it's super ritualistic and something that that it was something there and I can actually use through art and and also like something that I can use for heal myself and also know myself and also know my knowledge of where I come from, my history, mm -hmm. my family. Yeah, but I don't want to like be like in that kind of way, like fetishizing myself and say that I'm like kind of uh, I can be compared to Anana Mendieta. Do you know Anana Mendieta? Right, right. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. It's like yeah. I don't want to be part of that because it's not something that that will be like super dishonest. Right. And that will be something that it's images and actions and performance are there. Everything is there. It's just something that you have to be honest and be connected with. No right. matter what process you're using and no matter if you're using like performance or drawing or whichever uh, process, I guess it's just something that you have to be, something that you can be honest with mm -hmm. and comfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Does the, does this question about like, cause in some ways it's sort of like what you were saying, like you can't control how people understand what you're doing, but it's almost like you have to understand what you're doing Right. You know, that you're not fetishizing yourself and that's not why you're doing it. And like, you're not, because I think about that a lot. Like, what does it mean to have integrity in my own process? Right. And making from a place of like real uh, clarity and understanding. And if I am going to draw off of something like specific, like you were saying from these different rituals from Ecuador, like that I'm doing that in a really uh, honest way. Honest way. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's interesting because it's, I guess art has like, has been like a way or a tool for me to start like knowing and also like reconstruct myself. I guess it's, it's just because you are part of the LGBT community or you're brown or, or you're Latino or even you're white or whatever you come from doesn't make, or if you, even you are an artist, doesn't make you less, and it happens to me personally, that's what I'm talking. Like it doesn't make me like less racist or less totally. uh, or less cl classist or less machista, you know what I mean? And that's what it's like, cause I guess it's interesting through like my process in art, I have like noticed like, and I have no like a lot of artists and they're like probably my same age and 
we are kind of in a kind of way like trying to talk about like not this like not the same talkies but probably the same feelings and even though we are from the same community or blah 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 we don't share sometimes like ideas or we don't share like um opinions so and the whole fact that i remember that i was like one time with this beautiful person like and they were an artist and we never share and both of us were uh, well both of us are, are latinas and and we didn't share like the whole you know conversations and they were thinking that i was like um in a kind of way like fetishizing myself or like mm. but i guess it's also like a whole fact that as an artist also i have i have the right and i have like to reconstruct myself and my and I, I was saying before it's okay if your speech is false you know what i mean mm. like it, it, it's okay like we are humans and i guess we are like uh knowing knowing like a process of it's also like a process of failure like in art you know mm-hmm. like you are using like we have like so many like i guess in this time so many topics to talk about in art or so many like definitions and hist- like in theory that sometimes it's okay that you don't know everything you know? <laughs> totally. yeah it's like i guess totally. it's also like a lot of people who are like younger and i guess we all have like access to information now but i guess it's like a lot of uh, of us um we are pushing each other's to boundaries instead of like rethinking ourselves through another way of relationships and i mean that those relationships are also can base through through feminist cares you know what i mean mm-hmm. i guess it's also like waking up every day and just like rebuild your mind yeah and just yeah. like abolish those things and be honest like to the fact if it's like i can't just feel that i can use like rituals from africa when i when i don't belong there you know when, totally. when i don't even know anything like that totally. would be like super disrespectful and it's like not just because i'm like brown and my great grandma was like i have like probably like a percentage of in my blood that it comes from africa doesn't mean that i belong there or doesn't mean that i have the rights to talk not even like with indigenous people here in ecuador you know what i mean totally when i'm a, when I'm a mestizo it's interesting because like when I go to US I'm an indigenous brown person when I come here is like a middle class kid who is mestizo you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it's like so it's like how can I be like uh, honest with the process of like creativity and representation and narratives when it's something that it doesn't belong to me well I guess it's also like what it belongs to me in a kind of way you know what is the question what it belongs to something or to right. someone totally totally Mm-hmm. No, I think about that a lot. Like what, you know, I've been thinking a lot about making work that's coming out of my own personal experiences and like making if I am using ritual that it's not taken from someone who's or a, a culture or a story or a narrative or a practice that is not my own that or that doesn't come from my I mean Yeah, I've been making a lot of work lately that's really just coming out of my own like the things that happened to me in like meditation and like what kind of ex- just really like really just staying connected to as you said like what is what is true and 
I'm I'm really interested in what you were saying about the way that your work changes. I mean, I think that like when you're in Ecuador versus when you're in the United States and how your identity and your body and the place that you're holding like shifts in these different contexts. I guess that happens to you before you make a transition, you know what I mean? A kind of oh, way, like oh my even, God. Though, even though before you went to school, it's just a whole thing that, and that's what it comes also like today. To the to the same first question or first topic that we start is like, what is what it's what it makes me a professional art? Totally, you know what I mean. It's like I guess it's 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 just the way that you still want to like to make stuff. I'm also drawing to a lot. I was interested also like in thinking about drawing. Um, I'm so curious to know because I I loved the drawings that you made when you were. And at Fort Warden, um, I, it was interesting because I did a lot of drawing while I was there, and like I, it drew, yeah, draw, it did, I yeah. you did a lot of drawing there, and I was curious about drawing because there is something all this question about honesty and about the body and about something that's real. I feel like drawing is the place where I have the most immediate, like unfiltered, con not conceptual. Like it's just I'm just making marks, and like they're just create. My experience of drawing is that something is actually creating itself. And I'm like the, I mean, it sounds a little cliche, but it's like, I'm like the, I'm like the tool <laughs> that is being used to like, be able to make this thing happen. That's supposed to happen. For, right. for myself. I don't know if it's like, it's not that you're, good. Grand thing. No, I think it's like, you're using your body to, it's like, it's body language drawing in a kind of way. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. It's performing okay. through your body. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I it's, always it's, think about that. Like, performance as drawing, drawing as sculpture, like all these things being like the same. But mm -hmm. I was curious about your experience drawing and like what, how you think about that practice in your work. In drawing? Well, I guess for me, the, before I start know how to write and read, before I learn how to write and read, the first impulsive thing that you, that I have when I was a kid, it was drawing. Mm -hmm. So I guess drawing, it's, the most basic and complicated, I guess, process of creativity. I use drawing every day, every day of my life, whenever I am, or like I was drawing like right now. So it's like I'm drawing like <laughs> I'm drawing like every like every time. It's amazing. It's a, yeah, it's such a like um, I guess a process of like beer here and now. That's what I yeah. feel in a kind of way. And I also like once I was talking with my, I have a geeky friend here. She's beautiful and she's funny because the other day she was like, "Do you?" She was telling me and making me like have this idea that do you know how back in the days, like probably like in the mid mid century, like people will kill for a piece of paper, mm. and it's like it's super powerful to have like paper and like right. you know like all these tools like now. And so since we also are super blind because of technology and stuff like that, and capitalism, we don't have the knowledge of how powerful and meaningful like paper and pencil can be. Like, mm -hmm. it's like something that people like back in the days were like traveling like days to get like just a pergamene or a piece of paper. Right. So I guess for me drawing, it's like, it's also like, um, I guess it's something that David Lynch said, about meditation and how you capture ideas. Mm. I guess in a kind of way, it's a way to capture ideas. And I, I like it because you, you can have it and you can just use it to 
to manifest ideas that are there, you know what I mean? And just like immediately can be like just throwing ideas, throwing ideas, and you can actually then have like a sketch of, of ideas can that can become projects, you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, right. yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's just like shitty sketches or you can actually like use napkins or, you know, these joints that people are like doing when you're like on the phone or stuff like that. And that kind of ways, I guess it's how, how some subconsciously your brain is using your hand to be like thinking about stuff that your brain can recognize and be like talking easily. Totally. And also, and also it's interesting how, it's funny, it's like how as human beings, we don't, we probably use like less than 50% of our brains. It's like, you can't even like know your whole brain if you can even like not even know you, how your body works, like absolutely in a hundred percent, not even like your brain, how big and how complicated can it is, is, you know what I mean? So I guess drawing in a kind of way can be like that process of like, just super impulsive and super like, um, like naive in a kind of way mm-hmm. to be like, just like throwing ideas and like using as, as tools of like, of creativity. Totally. Yeah, but I love what you said about um, like drawing, like capturing ideas and also this idea of like the brain, like that drawing is a way of the brain thinking things that the brain couldn't think. And I, I feel like drawing is a way of um, of like under, for me when I draw, like a lot of times I'll draw something um, or I'll draw a lot of things. Like I'll draw, there'll be something that gets drawn for me like over and over and over again for a year. And I won't know like why it gets drawn and I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. And then like a couple years later, I'll, I'll understand yeah. it a little bit or like, it'll show me, like, I feel like drawing, drawing for me is the most kind of deepest connection to like the other spaces, like other, like where I'm like the least, I'm the least in my head and in my way like i'm the most connected to the divine or the universe or some other part of myself that is that is outside of my conscious awareness it's the most kind of like yeah i just love this idea of it like of there being like some impulse in me some some ability to to connect with something right unconscious something that is not mine it's actually not it doesn't feel like mine when I draw I feel like oh I made that but I don't know what it is mm-hmm. and like, I'm really excited to like learn what it is <laughs> also, also I guess it's interesting how um I don't know people believe that drawing it's it's something that is just for kids or just for fun or is like or is like yeah just leave the kids drawing and it's like <laughs> well it's something that it, it could be like super useful for everything like even for psychological like totally uh, knowledge or I don't know I guess super and I guess school makes you feel that oh like art is something that it could be like uh, something cool for a person and it's not something cool it's something that it can be way more complicated and more intense than being cool you know what I mean right I guess that happens like a lot in Latin America, like especially like in my city, as I was telling you, like a lot of people believe when I was a kid, like my mom, well, my mom, she wanted to be like, like go to art school, but she never did. She went to, to be like a teacher, like a education, like primary education. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to tell me that, that art was more like a hobby for someone or something that it could be like um, something cool for someone, you know what I mean? Like something like, 
oh, that person is illustrated or that person. Right. Like, instead of like saying that, oh, you can actually be someone being art, like doing art, you know what I mean? Like do art, it could be like something more professional. Like it is something professional. It's something right. that you are, you can dedicate your whole life instead of like being such a hobby. Do you still drawing every day? How do you like process your stuff I, while drawing? I draw, um, I don't draw every day. Or why do you draw? Why do I draw? Or I draw, when do you? Or when do you? When do you use? I, I draw to connect with like things that I don't understand. I think like I think drawing is like a way to get into another another kind of consciousness or another connection. And I draw. Um, right, but but do you like do you draw? Do you use drawing like or do you draw like uh, when you are feeling anxious or do you have like any certain time of the month or the week to do that as a hobby or oh, how do you process drawing as like in my case I wake up like every day and when I'm getting coffee I have in my kitchen like a huge patch of uh, papers and like a lot of crayons and markers and I usually start drawing in the mornings and then when I'm talking with someone in the phone or when I'm boring or before I go to bed I'm always like doing like sketches or drawing or even when I have, like, I go to the grocery store, I make, like, my food list, my grocery list. I always have, like, sketches or stuff like that. And I always say I have this compulsive thing to, like, I every day I, I, I get coffee or tea. So with the tea bag, like, the one that you open and, like, you get, like, a piece of paper, I draw there. And then I paste it, like, anywhere I go or if I walk in, like, downtown or whatever. But it's something that I do as a tool to keep my brain busy in a creativity way you know what i mean like that's right. what i do like to keep myself like using my brain to you know in a like to keep like drawing or using sketches or see how i'm processing like stuff or images or whatever yeah i don't really i've never you know i didn't draw at all for probably like 10 years and then i started drawing maybe like six years ago and i really just draw like in a very like for me drawing is like meditation for me, drawing mm -hmm. like a time, it's like a way of getting out of my head and out right. of my conscious space and into my body and into a connection with some other realm and some other energy. It's very much like a, yeah, it's like a meditation. That's I think that's how I mainly use drawing for myself. I love, we're just like, let's keep going. Yeah. Yay. Daniel, well, really nice to talk to you. It's so nice to meet you. I really, I was excited um, when, when our pairing was made, just looking at your work and like, so cool to think about this stuff together. And I think all these questions are like, I don't know. I feel like it's so valuable right now to be like working, talking to other artists and thinking about like how we all, how we're all thinking about what we do. Really yeah fun well i'm really happy also that we have this meeting um thanks to michelle Nasalia. Yeah. it's been like nice to to be in this this uh conversation especially when uh you're saying in these times yes i guess i guess it's really interesting in these dark times to have these uh conversations in a kind of way to to know uh also how process can be like like a process of healing and also yeah. how relationships can be like just a whole thing of like back and forward of knowledge and also like um, a caring thing of, of how we are also the queer community in a kind of way as an artist we are like standing for each other's and like yeah. listening to each other's because if we don't listen to the people who is around us 
uh, we can actually know how the world can is working. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that we are super. I'm like out like in like South America, and you're like super up in the north, and how our process of creativity in a kind of way are, are matching. Yeah. And so I think it's nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. And I love the way that like this time when we're all on Zoom is making everybody seem closer because like literally your access to me is the same as my access to like my friend who lives in Seattle. Like we're all just right. like, on the internet. <laughs> so well, everything feels closer in a weird way. Right, right. Anyway. Well, it was, anyways, it was really nice talking to you. Oh, Leah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you to Michelle. And thank you to Michelle, yeah, for bringing in yeah. us too. And also definitely to the to the That's community great. of artists who are like supporting this space. And for free, yes, definitely. Chat free, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you so much to Daniel and Leon for letting us listen in to their wonderful conversation. And thank you to New Archives for partnering with us on this series of conversations between our emerging artist resident alum. Stay tuned for more on our series with New Archives, as well as upcoming conversations with some of our Northwest Heritage residents, which we will be along for the ride as some of our artist residents take us into their projects that branch into shoreline restoration, queer ecologies, and as well as artists who will be talking about their practices of weaving and a recent project with Aaron Asis around an installation here at Fort Warden called Fort Words. So lots more coming and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this Centrum podcast. The creator and host of On Air is Michelle Hagwood, Program Manager for Artist Residencies. Our cover artwork is by Leon Finley, and our music is by Tabor Dark. Centrum's Executive Director is Robert Berman. Centrum podcasts are produced by Taven Dotson, Owen Rowe, and Holly Miller. Our Executive Producer is Joe Gillard. With gratitude and respect, we acknowledge that we broadcast from the traditional lands of the Coast Salish peoples from the place known by the Sklalem people as Katai, and today called Port Townsend, Washington. Centrum programs are based at Fort Warden State Park in Port Townsend. Centrum was founded in 1973 to foster creative arts experiences that change lives, and is dedicated to building a world of greater inclusion through the arts. Other Centrum podcasts include music from the Centrum archives, interviews with teaching artists, and readings from the Port Townsend Writers Conference. To subscribe to any of our podcasts or to support or participate in Centrum programs, visit our website at centrum.org. Thank you for listening. This podcast is copyright 2020 Centrum Foundation. <laughs>